This is 51st Dates, and I'm your host, Jolie Moore. They say that hindsight is 2020. I decided to find out if that's true. Every week, I'm going to read a chapter from my memoir, 51st Dates, then give you the backstory and commentary on what really went down. It's been two whole years since I went on these dates, and I'll be experiencing them along with you as I read. We'll find out together if my future self learned anything. I don't know if I have anything figured out, but at least we'll share some laughs along the way. Dating in Southern California is nothing if not entertaining. Ready? Strap in. Let's go. January 11. You ever have a date so boring that you forget about it? After I wrote all about Drummer Boy, I'd realized I'd had another date the day before that I completely slipped my mind. That was my real first date. OkCupid had matched me with him when I first signed up for the app. He was a self-described ski bum. That sounded interesting, or at least more interesting than our other profiles I'd come across during my first week of swiping, mostly left, and sometimes right on three different apps. At this point, I hadn't had sex for at least two years that I could remember, and maybe far longer than that. My ex's idea of sex had been for him to watch porn, his iPad propped on his belly, while I gave him a hand or a blowjob. Or, if not the iPad, then his vintage Playboy magazines, his favorite playmates marked with handwritten, annotated post-it notes. And yes, I was to pause so he could flip from one page to another. So by the time I'd sorted through all those profiles and had set up a date, I was dying for it. I figured if the ski bum were halfway decent, I'd invite him back to my place for sex on a Friday afternoon. Didn't sex in the afternoon used to be a thing? He was a guy who lived down in a downtown loft and took off on Thursdays for the slopes. A quick fantasy of me in a firelit ski lodge fizzed through my brain. I may not ski because going downhill really fast scares the bejesus out of me, or do roller coasters, or anything like that but I could whip up a mad fireside fantasy scenario in my imagination. I may not ski, but I'm a great ride-or-die companion and would happily road trip to the mountains where I could read, my feet next to a toasty hearth, or write next to a frost-laden window while waiting for him to come back from the slopes. After our date, though, it was clear that those fantasies were destined to remain just that, fantasies. Turned out skiing was the most interesting thing about him. Let me tell you about the good part, though before I get too far down the rabbit hole of all that went wrong with that first date. I'd heard that men lie about their height on these dating sites. Since I'm only 5 feet 2 inches, though, I don't care as much about height as other women. Also, past 40, I don't wear heels as much as I used to. Skibum was the full 6 foot something he'd put on his profile. He was tall. Unfortunately, he only hit one of my criteria, and that was long hair. He took a hell of a good picture, because he was cuter in it than in person. I think he was South Asian, but held himself like a Parisian. And in any moment, I expected him to pull out Galois cigarettes and puff away contentedly while looking down his aristocratic nose at us Americans swilling what we consider to be coffee. I met him in a coffee shop in Larchmont, a cute street of shopping, restaurants, juice bars, and yoga in Los Angeles. I was early. He was late. Theme here? Guys, be on time for dates. It's the least bit of respect you can show. I got a peppermint tea, 
It's the perfect date drink at a coffee bar. The mint saves you from coffee breath, and the lack of caffeine saves you from amping up the nerves. I sat and sipped, and people watched while I waited. He showed up in a suit with shorts. Yeah, you got that right. It was a khaki suit with shorts instead of pants. I had zero idea what to make of that, but I had already driven the 10 minutes to get there and spent 10 minutes parking, not to mention the 10 minutes holding down a table, so I was in, short pants and all. Ski ski bum had indeed been skiing that morning. When I asked about it, I didn't get many answers, except that it had been mostly good and a fortunate traffic-free ride home. Can we digress another moment? There was this story I heard on This American Life about five and a half years ago. In it, reporter Sarah Koenig, of later serial fame, interviews her mother about seven topics that should be off-limits in conversation. One topic was traffic, so the five-minute digression in what it was like to drive to Los Angeles from places east was not confidence-inspiring. I crossed my fingers hoping the rest of the conversation took a turn for the interesting. That hope was in vain, because he launched into a speech I'm starting to think of as the vote of no confidence speech. It was, unfortunately, to become a recurring theme in later dates. He liked his job all right, but was bummed that he'd end up in the county tax office as his full-time job instead of an exciting dot-com. His apartment wasn't perfect. He'd moved every year of the last ten looking for the ideal place, and he'd yet to find it. Oh, and he needed to sell an armoire. It was such a hassle selling this amazing piece of 200-pound craftsmanship because no one in our very shallow and superficial city appreciated real furniture. Oh, and he was going to spend his weekend helping out his elderly father who lived near the beach. That last was the most interesting thing about him, that he loved his dad and was willing to spend his off time helping the older man. He asked me a little bit about writing romance, but didn't think much of it. I used to give the $4 billion female-powered industry spiel, but not anymore. I'm not going to apologize for supporting myself with a job I love that keeps thousands of readers happy. Nope, not going to do it. Conversation petered out. I was tired of asking questions. He was probably tired of answering them. Literally, that was it. I was so very disappointed thinking that dating was going to be hell if they were all this boring. I took myself home when it was still light out. Look, I'm single. I know it could happen to any of us at any time, and I've asked some of the guys why they were single. I didn't think this one was a mystery. Nothing in life satisfied him. I can only imagine he found similar flaws in every woman who crossed his path. I'd kind of like to know what my flaw was, and kind of not. When I got home, I locked my front door and back door, ate some salad, and got into my comfy pajamas, snuggled into bed with my Kindle, and read Thirsty by Mia Hopkins. Great book. Can't recommend it enough. That hero wouldn't have been boring or late. You know, when I think back on that date, um, can I tell you? The first thing that I think is, oh my god, what I wouldn't give to sit on Larchmont having tea I would not complain about waiting because I could be outside with other humans without a mask for more than a few minutes. So um, I do uh, appreciate that um, a year later, life is uh, very, very different than it was a year ago. Um, I'm trying to think what what is it about that date? You know, so perspective is everything. Hindsight is twenty twenty. yada, yada, yada. 
but he was only the first of many that I encountered that I guess we would call um, emotionally unavailable. He was one of those people or men that I uh, went on dates with who was really sort of looking for perfection or in the alternative was extremely dissatisfied with his life. He didn't like his job. He didn't like his apartment. Um, he didn't like his dating life. And I just didn't know what to make of all that uh, negativity because it feels to me, I don't know, like if those are the things that you don't like, you can fix them. I don't know about finding the perfect apartment. I mean, I don't know what his dissatisfaction was. He probably said, and I don't remember, but at the time we went on that date, actually, he was living downtown. And uh, downtown Los Angeles is not like downtown, I don't know, Brooklyn, Manhattan, Chicago, Philadelphia. Oh my God. It's not like any other downtown city, even San Francisco. It's this sort of weird Western downtown where there are a lot of buildings, a lot of like law offices and accounting offices, and I guess county government, um, well, not some county government, um, state government, um, like maybe a federal courthouse. I mean, there's not um, a lot of life downtown, but in the last, I don't know, I've been in LA 20 years, maybe in the last 10, they have built or rehabbed a lot of buildings, built condos, built apartments. I think there may even be like a Whole Foods and a Trader Joe's and stuff downtown now, um, along with a huge homeless population. So, you know, it's probably not a delight and a joy, but he chose it going in, you know, he's from, he was from Los Angeles. So, I mean, it's not as if he went in, you know, blind. Um, so I'm not sure like what that sort of dissatisfaction is. And the only thing that he seemed to enjoy was honestly his weekend skiing. Um, and so, you know, you know, take your joy where you can find it and all that. But if he didn't like his job, then he could go get a job at a dot com. Um, he could move north or, or, I mean, I know people who work in dot com down here in Santa Monica. Um, or in the alternative, he could move to Northern California, like a lot of people I knew who wanted to do dot com stuff. They moved up there and they just hopped from one to the other, as people do in that industry. Um, you know, he could, he could have made changes. Um, and I don't know, there was, there's, um, how can I say this? I think that that sort of negativity or that sort of dissatisfaction is not particularly attractive. I mean, who wants to think of like going out on dates or, you know, watching TV or waking up next to someone who is dissatisfied about so many aspects of their life and complain so much? Um, who knows? It was just uh, weird, but a continuing theme. So, uh, that was that. That was the first date and the first forgotten one. Moving on. Um, it keeps going. It keeps going. So uh, tune in next week uh, for date number three. I'm Jolie Moore, and this has been 51st Dates, the podcast. If you enjoyed listening, I hope you'll share rate, and review it on Apple Podcasts. It will help others find the craziness that is dating in Southern California. 
Also, please hit the subscribe button on your podcast app. If you'd like to read ahead, my memoir, 50 First Dates, is available wherever books are sold. A link is always included in the show notes. I'm also a romance writer. If you want to know more about my books, please visit joliemore.com for more information. You can also follow me on Instagram at xojoliemore and on all social media at the same handle, xojoliemore. Thanks for listening, and I'll be in your ears next week.